a very warm welcome to my couch today with on the couch with Ilza. I am doing this recording from Johannesburg, South Africa, and it the season is definitely changing. It's starting to get more colder and we are going into autumn, what we call it in the southern hemisphere or as it is known in the northern hemisphere as fall. I want to talk to you today about children. I have been inundated with requests from parents who said, please help us to know how do we get our children to do what we want them to do. And I just had to really laugh and it brought back very, very fond memories for me. When my daughter, who is now in her early 30s, was 11 years old, I was on my way to a play therapy conference in the United States, which I um, attended on an annual basis to go and empower and learn more about how to understand children and work with children. And my 11-year-old cheeky daughter said to me, Mom, please ask your very clever professor to teach you how to be consistent because I never know when your yes is your yes or your no is your no because it changes in one day or over days. Oh my goodness, I couldn't believe that I was being tapped over the knuckles by my 11-year-old daughter about my parenting skills. But in any case, I listened and during one of our breaks, I had the opportunity to ask Dr. Gary Landreth, who was my mentor and is a, a master in child-centered play therapy training. Uh, he's from the University of North Texas, or he was at that stage. I said to him, Gary, this is what my daughter asked me. And please, can you help me? And he said to me, he is going to give me a DVD of a talk that he's given to a group of parents. And I must just go and see what he shared with them because his son actually made him aware that he needs to up his game. And this is the approach that came from it. And he calls it the ACT, the ACT approach. Well, I arrived back home in South Africa and life was never the same again. And I've been sharing this approach, this technique with many parents over many, many years. And I have to say many parents have come back and said, you have changed our lives. I want to introduce you to the three steps that is called the ACT. And A stands for acknowledge. Um, you want to acknowledge to your child what you hear or perceive your child is doing or not wanting to do. A dad said to me um, last week, I really dislike myself. I just like it that I don't enjoy being with my children in this lockdown. And I said to him, you know what? It's not that you dislike being with your children. It's just that you like it far more to work. And with everybody at home and the kids coming to ask, Daddy, what can I eat? Daddy, come and play with me. 
he just started to get too challenged in what is of highest importance to him because he has a business to run. And I said to him, I'm going to introduce you to the ACT method. So next time your child comes and says, Dad, come and play with me. And you are busy working on your business. And you're sitting in your study. Acknowledge your child. Give your child the message. I hear you. I care for you. I understand. But I don't necessarily give you what you want. And the acknowledgement is... I can hear you really want me to play with you. Then you go to the C, which is communicate the boundary. But I am busy working on a project in my business and it's really important for me to spend time on this now. So the A is for acknowledge. The C is for com communicating the, the boundary. And now we're coming to target the choices and there are two ways that you can give choices I first want to talk the easy one and that is where you give two choices that both work and I said to dad you can now decide what two choices you want to give your child about playing with your child you can say you can choose for me to finish with my project and I will come and play with you for 20 minutes or you can choose for me to come play with you for five minutes now and come back and choose and, and, and finish my project. What do you choose? So you give the child two choices. Both choices will work for you as well and both choices will work for the child. What do you think the child chose? Of course, the 20 minutes later on. But when a child feels they also have a sense of control, it's so interesting. They go and look up in their heads when you give them a choice. So this dad said, my goodness, it's magic. So every time they come and bother me, dad, can you get me something to eat? He said, I know that you're hungry and you feel like something to eat, but you are a big bo a boy already. You can go to the kitchen and you can go and choose, do you want to have an apple or do you want to have, and I said to him, you will have to t get, uh, tell him, what is the other choice of what is possible to eat because I can't, I don't know what is in the kitchen. And the dad said, but he did that. And the child looked at him with surprise in his face. He went out of his study and he went to get something to eat. Well, I'm not surprised because I know that is how children work. My 22-month-old granddaughter, Layla, is now in the mornings resisting that mommy and daddy must dress her. My daughter phoned me and said, Mom, what do I do? I said, my sweetheart, she needs choices. It's far too controlling for her that you tell her exactly what to eat, what to wear, when to bath, when to go to sleep. And little madame is busy realizing that she has a say as well. And I said to my daughter, Put out two sets of clothing and tell Layla, Layla, you can choose. Do you want to wear this or do you want to wear that? And my daughter reported the next morning, Mom, it works. I said, but of course. So the other day, oh, before lockdown in any case, she wanted to watch more of 
um, her kitty songs on on her iPad. And when we told her it's when this song is finished, iPad is going to doo-doo, she was very upset. But I kept on just saying to Layla, I know that you want to watch more iPad, acknowledge, but iPad is going to doo-doos after this song is finished. And when the song was finished, I said to her, you can choose, do you want to switch it off or must I switch it off? And she switched it off. When a child perceives they have a choice, they want to exercise that choice. But let me now introduce you to a more sophisticated form. So this is now, of course, the ACT. You acknowledge the feelings, you communicate the target, the boundary, and then you um, target the, the choices. You give two choices that both work and you know that sometimes the kids come up with a third choice and it also works and I say, don't sweat the small stuff, go with that choice as well, as well. or as long as you feel it is within your uh, boundaries. But now, when your kids are a bit older, you can't just give them two choices that both work. And now you have to know what is really, really important to your child. And you know your child loves a bedtime story at night. And your five-year-old doesn't want to go and bath. You've said now a couple of times, come and bath, come and bath, come and bath. You've counted till ten, you've counted till three. You are now going to go to raise your voice a little bit more because you know that usually is what gets your child to listen. But if you just turn to your child, your five-year-old, imagine your five-year-old daughter, and you say to her, I can see you don't feel like bathing now. You just want to play more. But it is time to go and bath now. If you choose, now I want you to listen very carefully. I'm using the word choose five times. If you choose to come and bath now, you choose for mom to read you a bedtime story at night tonight. If you choose not to come and bath now, you choose not to get a bath, uh, bedtime story tonight at night, uh, at bedtime. What do you choose? You've used the word choose five times. And you give the child the message for every choice you make, there's a consequence. Now you must make very sure that you're okay if the child says, Oh, I don't want the bedtime story tonight. Because the child doesn't want to come and bath. But now tonight, if that was the choice, and you're okay that they don't bath, of course, when it's bedtime, and you say, good night, my sweetheart. See you tomorrow morning. Mommy, where's my bedtime story? But my sweetie, you have chosen that for me not to read you a bedtime story tonight when you chose not to bath. I love reading your bedtime story, but you have chosen. When you are sticking by their choice, even if there are tears, you're teaching them a valuable life lesson, valuable life skill. Tomorrow the same happens, and you say, 
if you choose not to come both, you choose not to get a bedtime story. Remember last night how sad you were when you chose for me not to read your bedtime story? Maybe you must choose wiser today. I have had a conversation with a mom who said to me, her nine-year-old daughter loves horse riding lessons and she goes for her weekly horse riding lessons. But she just doesn't want to go and do any sport at school. And the mom said for them as parents, it was really, really important. They wanted her to integrate with the children at school. They wanted her to just take part in sport events. They didn't want her to necessarily play a team or first team. They just wanted her for health reasons and fitness reasons to not only do horse riding, which is a more... Um, individual sport. So I said to the mom, what sport is she interested at least to do at school? And they said, well, she's not too bad in playing netball. So I said to the mom, why do you say the following to her? I know you love horse riding the, the most, but dad and I want you to do a sport at school as well. If you choose to play netball, you choose to uh, 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 you, know, you go to the netball practice during the week, you choose to do your horse riding lesson that week. If you choose not to go to the netball practice that week, you choose not to go to horse riding that week. What do you choose? So you are giving the child the, the, the choice to make. To fulfill what is of highest importance to them, but to give you as well what is of importance to you. This is not a negotiation, it's not a bargaining, it is communicating clearly to the child what your expectations are and giving the child a choice. Now this mom said she did it. She said then of course my child chose not to go to netball practice and then when it was the, the Friday afternoon time to go to horse riding lessons, there was absolutely a bombardment of tears. And mom, you're so cruel and I wish you were not my mom. But mom said she stuck to it. And the next week, her daughter again chose not to go to netball practice. And Friday afternoon again, I said to her, but you chose not to go to horse riding. Mom said, I still had to pay for the horse riding. But I was paying into teaching my child a life skill. For every choice you make, there's a consequence. Mom said, for four weeks in a row, her daughter chose not to go to horse riding because she chose not to go to, to netball. But by week five, the penny dropped for her. And she started to go to netball practice as well. And, of course, she could go to horse riding. A win-win for both mom, dad and nine-year-old daughter. I've had a desperate phone call from parents um, saying, during this lockdown... My 14-year-old son, our 14-year-old son is just wanting to play Fortnite on his iPad all day long. 
and we don't know how to get him to stop. I said, well, he obviously loves it. It's his highest priority, his highest importance. But mom and dad said, it's not for us. We want him to do his schoolwork. There's online schoolwork to be done. I said, well, let me introduce you to the ACT approach. First of all, acknowledge your 14-year-old son. We know you love playing Fortnite. And we like it to know that you've got something that is really important to you. But you have to pay attention to your schoolwork as well. Now listen again to how I use the word choose. If you choose to do two hours, I'm, I'm using an example here. You have to, of course, put in the hours yourself. If you choose to do two hours of schoolwork in the morning, you choose to play Fortnite for one hour in the afternoon. If you choose not to do schoolwork for two hours in the morning, you choose not to play Fortnite that afternoon. What do you choose? And once again, if your son, I say to them, choose not to do homework, then he chooses not to play Fortnite. And these parents also came back and said, you know, three days in a row, <laughs> he chose not to play Fortnite, but he quickly realized that the pain of his choices became far more than the pleasure of his choices. And we get, he's now doing his schoolwork. And they said to me, we actually are saying two and a half hours schoolwork, our fortnight. Mom and dad are happy. Son is happy. When my son was 20 years old, I, it was really important for me that he must develop the habit of saving. I am very big on having a savings account. And I said to him, you get your pocket money every month and it's paid into your bank account. And we have now opened a savings account for you that's linked to your bank account. And I said to him, for every cent you, you choose to save in your savings account, I will put the same amount in. So he was wanting something to go on a special trip and I said to him if you choose to save towards the trip you choose for me to contribute equally equally to the amount that you're saving if you choose not to contribute in the savings account towards your trip you choose for me not to contribute in your savings account towards the trip what do you choose? And of course, going on the strip with his mates, so important to him, I got him to understand the value of saving. So I want to encourage you. Use this really, really empowering skill with your kids. It's not a discipline technique. It's a life skill technique. I said to my kids when they were children, my sweethearts, for every choice you make, there's a consequence. It's true for when you're two years old. It's true for when you're 20 years old. It's true for when you're 80 years old. And the sooner we learn how to make wiser choices, the more 
we enrich our own lives. And by the way, you can start giving small choices to small kids from around the age of two. And of course, bigger choices to bigger kids as they are becoming bigger as children. I want to just add the last couple of things. Do not overdo those on choices. You will just create resentment. Choose your battles very, very carefully. If you've given a choice with a consequence, make very sure you will execute it. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't say, if you choose not to do your homework, you choose for me to take your cell phone away for a month. You're shooting yourself in the foot, mommy and daddy. It is painful to see that long face and that moaning and complaining your child for a whole month long. I say, execute it within 24 hours. Every 24 hours is a new day. And also for your younger kids, give the two choices that work. So there's either the two choices that both work or there's the choices with consequences for the more serious ones. So act, acknowledge, communicate and target the alternatives. Acknowledge what they are not wanting to do or how they're feeling. It really surprised them. Then communicate to them clearly the boundary or the limit and target the alternatives. Give them the choices. I hope that you're going to see a big change in your families. That you're going to see how your children are learning to make great choices. And even if you do this only once a day, it is a change. So I hope it goes well. Please let me know. I would love to know how this has empowered your family. Until next time on my couch, have a great week.